Hello and welcome back to the Bishop's Office. I have another conversion story for you today, this time with Samantha Mutton. Enjoy. Hi Sam, thanks for catching up with us this evening to talk about your conversion experience. How are you doing? Yeah, going um, going well. Just busy, always busy being a mum. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Um, I think um, it's always great to hear different people's experiences. Um, now, I guess just for a little bit of context, um, you grew up in the church, had some time away from the church, and then mm -hmm. are obviously um, fully engaged in, in the church now. Um, yep. What can you tell us about your upbringing? Um, oh, to be honest, it wasn't great. Um, I, I was obviously born into the church. Um, but my mum and dad split when I was super young and so my mum went less active. And so for um, uh, up until about oh, six or seven years ago, she was less active. So um, we lived with her um, and then we went to my dad's on the weekend. And so my dad was active, so we went to church with him um, and that was pretty much it. So there was not like church at home, there was not family um, home evening or anything like that. So it's kind of like Sunday is church day. Obviously we weren't horrible people mm. but it wasn't um I guess a big deal if that makes sense I went because my dad said we had to and I listened a bit but I also just wanted to see my friends do you have any sort of particular memories um that you I guess in hindsight look back on and and feel like maybe God was looking out for you oh definitely um so probably one thing that I really remember a good experience um was actually when I turned 12, uh, my dad, my dad loved going to the temple. So he was always going to the temple. He, there was a good example for me there. So every Wednesday, um, he would pick me up from school and we would go and do um, a couple of, of baptistry sessions. Mm -hmm. And then we'd get takeaway on the way home. And like, that was, um, that was amazing. I look forward to that every week. And, you know, if we weren't going, I was like, I remember being so sad and disappointed. and um, I didn't realize how much that um, meant to me until I guess later on in my life. And um, yeah, it was, it was amazing experience and something that I will treasure forever. And it was funny. It wasn't until I met Deegan that I realized that um, my dad came to every baptistry session that we had as youth or, and anything like that. Mm -hmm. And he always baptized me. And mm -hmm. I think that was super special. And I don't, I actually don't remember if anyone ever, anyone else ever baptized me um up until Deegan when we went um as a couple so that's something that I always remember and I went to the baptistry session after my dad had died and I always wondered why he loved going there so much because um after being endowed I was like oh okay so everything you know everyone gets their spiritual revelations in the endowment and all of that but for my dad, it wasn't. It was more in the baptistries area. Mm. And when I sat there one day and I was just thinking and I felt that and it made it so much more special for me. For the first time, I remember thinking, wow, this is special, just as special as the endowment and everything else. So that was pretty amazing. So you're 12 going to the temple with your dad um, and obviously having these good experiences. Talk to me about the, I guess, the next few years in, in the youth program. What was that like for you? And um, were there people um, in your ward or, or whoever who um, were particularly impactful on your, um, I guess, spiritual development? Um, 
yes and no. Um, I was always the only one in my class age-wise. There was probably me and one other person that was always above me. But I had some uh, really nice uh, leaders for a little while. And then it probably wasn't until I was about 16, 15 or 16, that we got a new Young Women's President and we became best friends. And she was someone that was everything for me and was like my family and everything. She helped me a lot and, and her husband as well. So that was definitely came a bit later and it was um, also a good motivator for coming to church. Um, so how old were you when you stopped coming to church and, and what were the circumstances that surrounded that? Um, so I was about 16, 17 um, when I stopped coming. And uh, like I previously mentioned, I had a pretty rubbish childhood and it got to the point with my mum that I just couldn't handle being at home and doing anything. Um, and so I actually moved out of home um, when I was almost 17 and um, oh, sorry, just after 17 and I moved in with a friend of mine and then I was still going to my dad's house. So I was still going to church for a while, but then just a lot happened in my personal life and I just couldn't handle anything anymore. And I felt like I was on the edge of having a mental breakdown at such a young age, but mm. I just stopped coming to church because I couldn't, I just needed a break from everything and that included church and my family and just everything kind of like I was running away, I guess, because I couldn't, I just felt very claustrophobic and I didn't know what to do or who to turn to. Um, and I had my friend that I previously mentioned, but um, I guess that wasn't enough to keep me. There was just too many factors everywhere else that was just kind of weighing on me. And I just had to, I guess, run away. Um, from everything. Um, and so what were the next few years like for you? Um, yeah, I definitely, there was times when, I don't know, life was okay, but it was never amazing. It was never, I never left the church because I was looking for something better. Like I said, I was just because of my circumstances and I didn't know any better. Um, I didn't know that staying in the church would have actually helped me, but I just didn't know what I was looking for, what I was running from or what it was. But I guess I just had to figure out my life and what I wanted. And I didn't know if that was including church or not. Um, but I definitely um, can look back and see how much uh, the Lord was in my life and how he steered it. And there was times where bad things could have happened and they didn't. And I know that that was Heavenly Father watching out for me. So what was the turning point for you then? So I would have been about 20, 21. And I, I was in a really bad place, you know, outside factors. There was a lot of outside factors in my life that helped me make certain decisions, but, or forced me into decisions. Because sometimes uh, I guess, you can't make the decision for yourself and you need something to push you, I guess, to make a decision and ne not necessarily a good thing, but it helps you get out of the situation. So uh, I think I had a lot of those moments and I know that that was Heavenly Father um, pushing me out of the situation because I couldn't do it for myself. Um, so something drastic had to happen where I was like, this enough is enough. So um, 
I just happened to get um, a message one day from a YSA inviting me to um, a dance and I hadn't been to any activities, you know, for quite a few years. And so I thought, well, what the heck, I'll just go. And my sister had been going to um, activities at this time. Um, and so I thought I'll just go along. And so I got there. I remember going there and feeling excited, like, oh, you know, someone's reached out to me and um, maybe I can, like, get some friends in the church because I never really had too many friends. Um, and so I remember going to the dance and she didn't even, she said hi and then for the rest of the night ignored me. And no one um, said hello or acknowledged me. And I walked around trying to, you know, see people that I used to know. Um, it was a pretty um, hard, horrible time. And I remember just being really upset and angry and just so let down. And so I remember leaving and thinking, I'm not going to go back. Um, but I, I started going back to church when I was about 21 and I went for that whole year. Um, but I came back with the wrong attitude. Um, well, hang on a minute. You've been invited to an activity, a dance, you go there, you have a horrible experience. How do you get from there to going to church for a year with a bad attitude or not? Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> um, well, I just thought, you know, maybe there's something else in this. Maybe I'll just go to church. Um, and not go to activities. Maybe I'll just see what that's like. So you must have felt like there was something really missing in your life. Something you know, your life's going pretty terrible at at this point. To to think uh, yeah. maybe I should try going back to church. I, I'm just not quite understanding how you made that decision. I guess. I guess there was little things along the way when I'd meet people that the church kept coming back and the gospel kept coming back, and so it got to the point where I just couldn't deny that it was the spirit, like promptings. Like I met, oh, I found a new job and there was some people there and a guy and I started hanging out with him and I found out that, you know, he used to like and date people in my ward that I knew. And so it was like, no matter where I went, people knew people I knew in the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so and it was just so random, like it shouldn't have ever been a thing. And there was one person in particular whose best friend was um, someone that my family was super close with. And so just there was just a lot of little things um, that I couldn't deny were just coincidence, you know, um, not, not an accident. Things didn't happen for an accident. They were, they were happening for a reason. And I just thought, okay, maybe I should give it a go. Great. Okay, I think I'm with you now. That makes sense. I guess as I listen to your story, um, sort of growing up and through youth, um, and then again as a, as a young adult, during that period of time, you never really had sort of meaningful spiritual experiences that meant that you were converted per se, yes. right? Mm -hmm. yep. um, so what was, it in that, what was it in your life that led to your conversion experience? I remember I had a job and I used to work on Sundays and everything went wrong on Sundays. And I was like, oh, I just, I, I knew 
that what I was doing was wrong, that, you know, working on Sunday, you just should never work on a Sunday. And I used to think to myself every Sunday, something's going to go wrong. And it did. And I just started thinking, um, this just, this is not working. And why does my life suck still? And my sister was actually going to Institute um, at this time. So I was about 22. And um, one day, because I used to drop her off and she was like, why don't you come to Institute? And I was like, oh, no, I don't even know what that is. Um, I don't want to come to that. And so she was like, no, come, it'll be good. You know, you might meet some people, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, all right, I won't come this week because I didn't feel good. Um, And then the following week I said, all right, you can come with me because I used to go to the gym before. I was like, you come to this and then we can go together. And so I went and I had been trying to change my attitude and I just thought, I'll just go see what it's like. What, you know, what have I got to lose? My life already sucks. So maybe it'll get better. And so I started going to Institute and it was amazing. It was like, I couldn't get enough of going. I wish it was every night. It was just so amazing. I had so many spiritual experiences and I I learned so much. I feel like I, all these things that they were teaching us, I had no idea about. And I felt like the stupidest person in the class. But I had, I also had a lot of um, real experiences to share. And so I think that that's what I could, like what I would share. And then um, I could look at it from a spiritual perspective um, after learning a lot. And um, I feel like that's where my testimony really started was in Institute and having um, a few teachers that were just so knowledgeable and I just wanted to learn and I just wanted to know everything. And, um, then I, you know, met some, met some people, made, started making friends and I thought, whatever, I'm just going to go out of the box and be a different person. And I'm going to talk to random people and I'm not going to care about anyone. I'm not going to come for the people. I'm going to come for myself. Um, because that's, that's what I should be doing. And I made, made friends and I made, um, you know, there was a few other things that happened that really, really could have turned me away again. But I chose to, I think I had a really spiritual experience from it and I came out feeling happy and I shouldn't have felt happy because it was a really rubbish thing. But I did and I know that that was because Heavenly Father was like, all right, that's the last time you're going to have a rubbish, <laughs> rubbish moment. Um, going to stay going to church now and everything's going to be a bit a lot better and not long after I met Deegan and I actually started going to his ward and for the first time um, I enjoyed going to church and I learned so much and it was amazing and it just I felt like for the first time I had a testimony and then you know, his family would invite me over and, and they would talk about things and Deegan would talk about different topics and that I had no idea about. You know, I'd never fasted in my life. Um, I never saw the point of it. Um, I think I paid tithing a handful of times in my life and never saw the point of it. But I guess I started I started reading the scriptures for like the first time in my life, um, listening to on audio, everything. I just couldn't get enough of learning um, about it and I guess what I'd missed out in my whole life. 
Um, so one of the things I find interesting is um, you've come to Institute and you're having this positive experience. How did you feel the spirit at that time? And did you immediately recognize it as the spirit or is that something that looking back on now you can identify? Yeah, I, I think at the time I was definitely, um, I could recognize it because there was times in my inactivity that I, I knew that it was the spirit. Um, and also talking to people um, helped me to realise that throughout that time and my life started getting better and I, you know, stopped working on Sundays and that was amazing. That changed, that, just doing that changed my life. <laughs> I remember it, it, it didn't make sense at the time, but it kind of made sense a bit later. Um, this was, I guess, before I really knew Deegan too much. It was Sajatha was teaching and she said, we were talking about, um, the spirits in heaven and how people with that are mentally disabled are actually like they've already proved themselves mm-hmm. and that just opened my eyes and I looked at those people with a whole new perspective and I just felt like wow that's just changed my whole outlook thinking wow these people are amazing and you know the parents who have gotten these children must be so blessed to receive such perfect people not saying it's easy but it's amazing and then fast forward to meeting Deegan and he has an autistic brother and so that experience reminded me when I met him of just um how special he really must be um and I think that that was you know it's a small thing but it was connected and I know that that was definite of like how things are preparing you for something else. Mm. And there's a lot of that in life, which we don't always know why we're learning something or why something happens until later, or we may never even know why it happens, but the Lord knows. And that definitely is a, a good game changer for me in just perspective of other people. And it's not just, you know, people with mental disabilities, it's just people in general. Um, mm. And I started to think about, um, you know, if I thought negatively about people and I thought to myself, no, I shouldn't be thinking this. So if I had a negative thought about someone, I was starting to try and, I guess, train myself to have a positive thought of, you know, they don't know any better. And that changed a lot for me with people um, and my own mum as well And I, because I hadn't been speaking to her for a long time and I started to talk to her again and try and build some sort of relationship so that helped me as well to change my perspective um of loving people um so you were talking about um i guess spending time with um Deegan's family and the various things that they would talk about um but what did you learn about uh the role that the gospel plays in families through that experience of spending time with the muttons um it showed me what a gospel family was like seeing Deegan's family and how like almost their entire family are in the church. And I just thought like, wow, that's just amazing. And that was such, such an amazing thing because I just thought, you know, if we get married, I'll have all this support in the, in the gospel. So that was a big eye opener for me of like, wow, I could have a family like this in the gospel. And this is what the gospel can do. So that's definitely something that really admired about them. 
that it was possible to have something good. Cool. And so you're a, you're a young mum now, um, you know, um, three kids under three. Yeah. <laughs> um, despite a life that's really, really busy with just caring for kids, are there some things that you, you know, try to do, maybe not perfectly, to try and have that sort of family that you dreamed of at that time? I think just having two loving parents, trying to be the parents that I, that I wanted, trying to do a lot more gospel things at home because I know that that makes a huge amount of difference. Um, as we know, you know home-centred, church-supported. For me, just going to church on a Sunday wasn't enough and I didn't get a testimony because my family didn't do all the things that, you know, you answer at church. It's like, oh, read the scriptures, pray, do all this. And we never did that. So I don't want my kids growing up thinking, oh, we just go to church on Sunday and then we can go do whatever the heck we want during the week. So Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be something that, you know, and for them to learn um, that they can rely on the Lord and through the gospel, they don't have to leave the church to find what they're looking for. It's already in in the church and the gospel and also that people people aren't perfect um and that's why we have the gospel it's for imperfect people we all get together um i guess what advice would you give yourself your past self if you're able to go back and talk to that 21 year old or that 20 year old sam and and give her some advice what would you say to her definitely thought this over a lot um so i I think that what I would change would be to just start where I was instead of trying to run away from everything. Just immerse yourself in the gospel. Um, Read everything, watch conference, watch everything. You know, I'd never really watched conference before and that changed my life as well. I think just being immersed in the gospel helps you stay focused and stops all the outside things from weighing you down um, because you can find so much positive in just, yeah, just being immersed in it. And that there's some people that even though they're in the church will hurt you or not, not be good to you, but it doesn't mean that the church is wrong. It doesn't mean that you need to leave. It just means that you need to avoid that person or, you know, speak to someone else about it. And I think when you go for you, amazing things will happen. You know, I didn't, I didn't know about fasting and, and how good it could be or how paying tithing could change everything. And so I just thought, you know, what have I got to lose? Um, I'll just stand where I am right now and I'll try it out. And if it doesn't work, well, then I haven't lost anything. But if it does, then I've gained a lot. If, if you're struggling, just start where you are. Find what it is that you're wanting and and search for it search the answers pray about it and i think that that's just all you can do is one little thing at a time because the little things um, turn into big things well that's that's great thank you for sharing that and 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 your experience uh with me this evening it's been it's been wonderful to hear um, I guess the the change that the gospel has been able to make in your life and the, the goodness and happiness that's that's come as you've started doing it for you. So, uh, yeah, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. 
I hope you enjoyed hearing more about Sam's conversion experience. I loved her voracious appetite to learn about the gospel and um, just another great example of how the gospel can improve every aspect of our lives. Um, That's all for today, but um, look forward to being with you again here on The Bishop's Office. Till next time.